Hello, and welcome to Blockbuster Nights. I'm Megan. And I'm Eric. And today we're looking at Stay Tuned from 1992, starring John Ritter, Pam Dauber, and Jeffrey Jones. And this is one we both missed in the 90s, so this will be new for us both. Let's go. I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box here for you. Couch potato Roy Nabel, John Ritter, has entered a new dimension in TV viewing on the other side of the screen. If he survives, he can return home. If not, like a show with no audience, he'll be canceled for good. The out-of-this-world satellite dish Roy just bought on a free trial offer has sucked him and his wife Helen, Pam Dauber, into a hilariously bizarre TV world. Helped by an otherworld flunky, Eugene Levy, the Nables zap through episodes of Dwayne's Underworld, HTV, Northern Overexposure, Driving Over Miss Daisy, Underworld Wrestling Foundation, The Animated RoboCat, and dozens more, all programmed by a devilish exec, Jeffrey Jones, bent on zapping them into oblivion. So if you think there's nothing good on TV, stay tuned. It slyly satirizes TV programming in one of the most outrageous comedies ever, big screen or small. Bet your remote control on it. Okay, our story begins with a couple watching TV, older couple. They're just enjoying what seems to be some popcorn, and the woman is just kind of barreling down on her husband. <laughs> Needs more butter. Needs more butter. And I don't even know what they're watching, but I guess this is like a prologue for the movie because we haven't even seen the credits yet. This man in black shows up to their door and offers them something they can't refuse. So obviously we know something weird is going on. And the man who opened the door never comes back and his wife starts to wonder where is the popcorn? You know, I don't think she cares about her husband. I think she just cares about the popcorn. So this was interesting. I, I noticed this right off the top of the bat. She goes to the backyard, but he answered the front door. So how did he get to the back door? So quickly, we don't know at this point. Maybe they walked around the house, but the the popcorn's laying on the back deck, spilled everywhere, and then we get all these flashing lights on her face, and she screams, and it's very Ghostbustery to me. Yes. Did you get that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I and it. I think that was a spoof. Oh, was it, was it a spoof? I think that was intentional. Okay. All right. Well, that makes play sense. Play on the TV and movie thing. Yeah. Satire. Well, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Because then it goes straight into the credits, just like Ghostbusters does. Right. I, I noticed that right away. And this movie came out, I guess, eight years after Ghostbusters. So it was pretty well established. And then we get the credits and the credits are like... They're so long. Yeah, they're very long, <laughs> but they were like reminiscent of like the Superman credits. Like, did you ever see Superman? I didn't see Superman. I may have to add that to the list. Okay. Well, that, that one, the <laughs> Stay credits... Stay tuned. Yeah, the credits are very similar to that. I don't know if they were a direct rip. 3D neon. Mm-hmm. With the big like trumpets and everything behind them. And oh, okay. Like the whole fanfare. Like oh. the tattoo, you know, whatever. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. And then it made a big deal about James G. Robinson, who I don't know who that is, but that's who <laughs> made this movie, I guess. <laughs> I and then we are in another house, which we later find out is right down the street. But uh, another house starts with uh, his Daryl. Yeah. Daryl's monologue who starts. So that's weird because we don't really know whose story this is yet. So we're coming in and we see Daryl is like this TV I guess like savant or whatever because he can like wire TVs and his whole thing is I can use them to make money yeah. right <laughs> and he's using it to sell oh, like a, a tape <laughs> you of have his... no idea what's coming <laughs> oh yeah you're right <laughs> poor, poor guy but he's, he's trying to sell a tape of his sister kissing her boyfriend uh, or yeah. something hmm. and yet again Some brother thing yet again we have female exploitation <laughs> just like we did in Monster <laughs> Squad and it's what a minute into the to the movie but you know oh and i you know this is the first 90s movie we've covered so that's exciting 92 in the house 
awesome. Yeah, I thought we were going to be stuck in the 80s forever, but we actually picked a 90s one, and we happened to see that things really just have not progressed that much into the 90s. But anyway, but one of the things that caught me that he said was that the average American watches seven and a half hours of TV per day. Yes, that's why I asked you when he said that. I was like, did he say seven and a half hours? Yeah, did you look those stats up? I did, and I came up with three hours and 17 minutes a day. In 1992? No, now, today. Okay, today. From Statista.com. Yeah. Well, that makes sense for today. But I, seven hours back then in the 90s? I don't know. Well, I'm Was thinking, there that much programming on? No, <laughs> but they didn't have smartphones. And yeah, they didn't true. have, well, Your most of them. Entertainment was TV. It was either TV, radio, or newspaper. Yeah, true. So I can see yeah, that. Yeah, that's believable. Yeah. Back in 92. All right. So then we're introduced into Roy here, who is played by... John Ritter. John Ritter, yep. And Roy loves TV. He loves it. He's its, a former fencing champion. Loves it so his, much. He's... Um, Swords on the wall. Swords on the wall. Is that his trophy? Yeah. Two swords on the wall? The the classic Chekhov's gun. Classic Chekhov's gun. Because anytime you put a gun on the shelf, (laughs) in this case, it's a fencing sword on the shelf, that's going to come back into play later. Yep. Well, I mean, if you do it correctly. but I would hope so. Yeah. And up until this point, I don't think he was really known for much more than Three's Company, was he? Yeah, I think that was his breakout role. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it really wasn't too much else. And that started in the 70s, went to the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, And then we are introduced to Helen, mm-hmm. his wife. Pam Dauber. by Pam Dauber, who was on Mork and Mindy. That's yes. where I know her from, mm-hmm. from watching all that Nick at Night. Yep. She was apparently five months pregnant during filming this. What? I had no idea, especially with the wrestling scene and everything. But what? apparently the costume department wow. did some things to hide her baby bump wow that's impressive yeah yeah i you know it's funny i was thinking for coming out in the 90s both of these actors looked pretty much as i remembered them from the 70s yeah which is that weird is true. and uh, obviously we we're, we see the problem immediately which is roy is addicted to tv and it is tearing his family apart. And Pam destroys the TV. I mean, Roy, I mean, Helen destroys the TV with his, is it his fencing trophy? I think so. It's some sort of trophy. Yeah, she I just think it is. She picks it up and yeah. chucks it right in the middle of that thing. That was impressive. Only for him to put a smaller TV on top of the broken TV mm-hmm. so he can continue yeah. watching. <laughs> and then we are introduced yet again to the man in black who comes to the doorstep. Howard the Duck Man. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Jeffrey Jones from uh, Beetlejuice. All right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And a million other things. He's in a lot of stuff. And he gives Roy a deal he cannot refuse: a free giant TV with satellite system and 666 channels. <laughs> Not an odd number at all. Sign of the beast, dude. <laughs> oh, and I love how he produces the remote. And you know the remote, like he gives him the remote and it's that typical late 80s 90s technology where it's like super flashy yeah and it reminds me blinking. it reminds me of the ghostbuster packs <laughs> it reminds me of the honey i shrunk the kids thing yeah. it reminds mm-hmm. me of the delorean it reminds me of green flashing lights red flashing green yellow and red lights yeah. flashing all over the pretty place. much any technology that that was made for tv like it even looks like a like a phaser a little mm-hmm. bit but you know it all has that similar look to it and i just uh, i thought man this this movie is very much in its time yeah and i think it was very timely for when it came out obviously it's not going to hold up for right. 20 years later but i think at the time it was very much aware of what it was doing and so roy gets a 44 inch tv <laughs> But he turned down the offer, right? Because didn't he turn it down? This was his free trial or something? It, yeah, he turned it down before Man in Black, whose name is Spike, yeah. offers it as a free trial. Right. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 44 inches, that's pretty impressive back in 1992. <laughs> that's nothing today, but back then, I mean, that's... But that's, it weighs a ton. I know. Well, you saw the thing. It was like <laughs> half a room. so heavy back then. <laughs> it was half a room. That thing was massive. I bet you there weren't even 44-inch TVs back then. They just had projections, I bet. Anyway, so, and this is the classic deal with the devil, literally. See, at this point, I thought Spike was the devil, but he's not, which is he's interesting. The devil's head Minion? CEO yeah. <laughs> network guy. Yeah. And then he drives off into hell. And he's like, <laughs> I mean, they kind of allude to it. He's like, that's oh, a dead end. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, it's he's driving off hell. And then he actually shows him driving <laughs> into hell. Like the earth yeah. opens up, car Lava. goes into hell. <laughs> We get it. Helen comes home to see the new TV system and is, you know... <laughs> furious. Furious. Totally distraught, obviously, because she knows this is the end and, and she's done. She said, you used to be a doer. Now you're a watcher. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> she called him out. Now, honey, just keep an open mind. There's no obligation. I got it on a free trial. It's, it's a whole satellite system, over 600 channels. And obviously, at this point, we realize that the, the movie is about Roy and Pam. Mm-hmm. I mean, Helen. Ah, I keep doing that. Why are you doing that? Helen. Helen and Roy and not the kids. The kids are kind of side characters. Right. So the the kids are trying to get their parents back together. Both of them are going to be gone for the night. And Helen realizes and this. Kindle the romance. Yeah. But Roy is just not having it. He just, he just wants he the wants TV. He wants to watch TV. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as Helen is packing to leave, Roy goes outside to adjust the dish to get access to more channels. And here the magic happens. And Helen comes outside to tell him she's leaving, I guess. And yep. they argue, and then they're both they sucked, sucked in. in. This reminds me, do you remember the TV show? I think it was called Remote Control on MTV. Did mm. you ever see that? It was like a some kind of trivia show, and then about TV and pop culture. And contestants were in these chairs. If they answered wrong, something would like grab them and pull them backwards. Oh. And do you remember that? Kind I of. I think if that was that show. Kind of. Is it? Is it it kind of like um graham norton no not a talk show no but where the chair pulls them back kind of but it was like this weird claw or like a hand or oh, like okay a, i don't know mm, that's interesting I, I i kind of remember that but not yeah it just reminds me of like them being sucked into the yeah the darkness or whatever yeah in the 90s yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> weren't we all okay so and this, I mean, we all know it's coming. They're going to be in a TV show, obviously. Yeah. So Stay tuned. the first show they're in is a fake game show called You Can't Win. You Can't Win. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when there was nothing but game shows yeah. on in like the, yeah. the 80s and 90s? Uh, I recognize the voice of the announcer. I don't know who it is, but it sounded like the same guy who did a lot of those. It probably was. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. But at the same time, we're seeing Helen and Roy there. We also cut back to Spike, who is in the this massive control room in hell, I assume. Contro- the network. Yeah, the, the network center. studio. <laughs> and he's got a new protege, Pierce. Hellvision. Yeah. Isn't it called Hellvision? I think it's called Hellvision. Yeah. Yeah. Pierce has come in from another department and is beginning work with Spike. And we're also introduced to Mr. Crowley, played by Eugene, Eugene Levy. Le- Levy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they recruit souls for Satan. Yeah. For his television programming. Right. And this is Neat. just this is just high concept <laughs> all the way. I mean, Satan wants some TV shows. He just wants some TV shows. <laughs> yeah. And th- and we found out here this is what happened to the original people we saw in the prologue. We see their sudden is it 
Sedenbaum. Sedenbaum. Yeah, we see their names yeah. on the screen, on mm-hmm. the uh, on the board in the back, so along with the names of the neighbors. Players. So then the game show kind of pits Helen and Roy against each other, but they manage to pass the test, and then they are immediately shoved into the second channel, which is the Underworld Wrestling Federation <laughs> with. Captain Lou Albano as the <laughs> announcer, which I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Mario, there's Mario. <laughs> like, did you ever see, did, did you ever see the, the Mario show from the eighties? No. Right. Well, it was on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Like they had the animated segment and then they had the live action segment and he was Mario and I don't know who was That's Luigi. Awesome. That was a cool cameo. And as you so aptly pointed out, it's it's they're dressed as angels and they have to fight against devils. Right, yeah. Which I thought was cool. <laughs> At this point in the real world, Daryl comes home to find his parents are not there. And I guess the daughter, Diane, she also comes home at the same time. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she gets all excited and invites all of her friends over because she thinks they have a free weekend. Uh, but Daryl's not so sure. So he's going to investigate. So in the wrestling match, it seems Helen comes to save the day uh, after getting her hair torn out. (laughs) That would do it for me. Yeah. You don't mess with the hair. Yeah. She beats the crap out of both of them. They win the match and then they are shoved into the third channel, which is Northern Overexposure. Welcome to Northern Overexposure, the story of a young doctor from New York who comes to Alaska, complains about everything and freezes to death. In this channel that they find out that they have to, if they can make it throughout the channels in 24 hours, and yeah. they get back to their lives. Yeah, because in, in this one, uh, they meet Crowley, who has been banished after insulting Spike. And yes. so he was he's there trying to dig out to another channel, right, right. trying mm-hmm. not to freeze. So when they said Crowley, it stuck something in my mind because I just started thinking of the Ozzy Osbourne that's song. That's what I thought of, Mr. Crowley. Right. And then I started thinking about Good Omens because that's got a character called Crowley and oh, then who's a demon. Right. And I was like, where does that name come from? And it actually comes from... Alistair Crowley, who was like some sort of occultist in the 1910s or something in England, I think. So I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, so we're we're in northern overexposure where they're going to (laughs) die of overexposure. There's wolves, and so they have to get into a little cabin to try to stave off the wolves. So back in the real world again, Daryl's still trying to figure out what's going on. He sees his mom's watch laying on the ground beside the satellite dish, dish, and he almost gets sucked in. His bike gets sucked in, but he doesn't. Bike. So he's still trying to piece out, piece together what's going on. Meanwhile, Helen and Roy learn from Crowley that they they just have to survive 24 hours and right. then they can go home. We learn from Spike that only one person has ever survived that long and that was a mistake. So <laughs> the odds are stacked against them. Programming is good for Satan. Yeah, right. So Daryl is back at home. He's switching through the TV. He goes through the commercials. He comes across one called Meet the Masons in a very Leave it to Beaver. Mansons. Mansons, Meet yeah. The Mansons. Meet the Mansons. <laughs> set up like leave it to beaver which is just horrible like this is this movie is very like dark comedy i mean it very much so there's there's some jokes in here which are like edgy Uh, but he sees his bike so he realizes that his bike has been transferred into the tv so he starts to figure out that might be where his parents Mm -hmm. are back in northern overexposure helen really doesn't think roy can cut it and it kind of challenges him because he can't get them out she says she's going to be the one to get them out of this and they figure out to push the whatever the ice house yeah the ice ice house house. over the Mm -hmm. the channel thing she gets through okay but poor roy can't seem to fit all the way and (laughs) gets stuck with his coat (laughs) yeah as it's burning down and the wolves are coming in i I really thought they were, he was going to take a swipe at those wolves, but thankfully he didn't. And then we go into the fourth channel, which was just fantastic, the, the cartoon channel. Oh my God, we're cartoons. Boy, this is strange. Strange? I'm an animated rodent wearing high-heeled running shoes. 
The word strange is somehow lacking. This was my favorite. Yeah. The Chuck Jones yeah. sequence. It was a six-minute sequence. That's long. Yeah. And this I, was really cool. The, what nailed it for me, so as soon as... So they get into there, and I'm thinking, okay, so they spent the money to animate this entire sequence. That's crazy. But then I see some of those trademark Chuck Jones facial features, mm -hmm. and I'm like, he did it. He did it. So it's just... He did. It's like it's like the old Roadrunner yeah, cartoons. Yeah, and this was his. I think it was. He usually writes his own stuff, but this was mm -hmm. pre-written, so okay. he kind of worked with them to to do this sequence. Okay. But yeah, this was really cool. Yeah, they turn it, into it was. mice, and then they have to outrun the the robot the cat. Robo cat. The robo cat. Yeah, I love this. This was so good. It's just a fun sequence, and it's that, like his own little cartoon within a. Yeah. <laughs> And I could, I could not believe how many different weapons that cat had, that robot cat. Right. Like, it just kept coming up with different weapons. But Helen managed to get out through the mouse hole. They're just going through channels. Helen makes it out through the portal. And this is when we've hit the inevitable split up of the story. Because Roy is still stuck battling the cat. And he doesn't go through the portal at the same time Helen does. Which right. means he's going to, when he finally does, he lands into a different channel. So actually, we lose track of Helen for a little bit. Uh, we don't know mm -hmm. where she goes. But Roy eventually manages to outsmart the cat in a very classic cartoon fashion which was just great because he he orders a cartoon dog to to come get the cat and uh, well, which he knew because he watched yeah. cartoons all the time yeah so we're, we're, we're so he learned something that he exactly really he employed knowledge from yeah you know watching tv all day yeah we're leaning into roy's strengths here so we can showing him he's actually capable of doing this so then Roy lands in Dwayne's Underworld. I think this was my favorite sequence, just because it's a play on Wayne's World. Dwayne's Underworld. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I love this. This was just so well done. Like, they recreated the whole set and, and everything. Some guy's holding up a Lucifer 316 sign. <laughs> I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's just uh. hilarious. He's there for a bit, and he's try He actually manages to escape by outwitting the camera guy into the next channel, which paints him as a '40s private eye, private investigator. Then we find out Helen is also in this channel, but she's met up with the guy from the very beginning, Sinbomb. Mr. Yeah, yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, who mm -hmm. who we learn his wife was crushed by Godzilla <laughs> on purpose. On purpose <laughs> by him. No, he didn't do I it. Thought, yeah, he said he set his wife up. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh. he's like I had my wife stomped to death or something. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh. I think. Oh, he just left the cart there so she'd be yeah, stomped. Oh, wait, that's I think that was that's on hilarious. Purpose. Wow. We learned that he actually brought his remote with him so he can change channel at will. And he's almost like a mini master of this world. Roy shows up to rescue Helen from Murray. I don't know. Is he? Is she really captured yeah, by Murray? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think at this point she's just kind of fed up with him. Yeah. And she doesn't doesn't think he. She's just trying to make it through. Yeah. She just, hours. Yeah. She's just going to get out of there with or without him. And then in the real world, Daryl shows his sister what the dish can really do. They're almost sucked in, and she finally believes that uh, they're parents are in the tv right so some w random guy comes into the club starts blasting everybody <laughs> for whatever reason i guess to try the to gangster man to kill to kill the contestants yep and roy actually kind of fights back uh Sendbaum gets shot and he actually tells them to take his remote to get out of there which mm -hmm. he kind of redeemed himself a little bit yeah. in the end uh, a little bit a little bit <laughs> then they switch to the next channel which is the French Revolution. And they only have like, what, two or three hours left at this point? I think so, And yeah. Roy's dressed Viva. up as a, as a woman. And at this point, you can really tell that Roy is kind of 
gone through it. He's he's a changed person because he's become much more active. He's no longer a watcher. He's a right. he's, becoming the doer. He's again. becoming the doer again. Right. He's the Marquis de de Naval, but he's disguised as a woman to try to <laughs> outwit the French. And Crowley's back. We find out that Crowley was not right. eaten by the wolves. He only lost a leg and an arm. <laughs> he's slowly losing appendages. Yeah. So he's he's there and he's helping them. I mean, he turned around pretty quick. He 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 turned on Spike pretty easily. Mm-hmm. They're there for almost the entire time in Make It, but I guess with about an hour to go or maybe 30 minutes to go, Roy is discovered as as the Marquis and he's taken off to be beheaded. To the guillotine. To the guillotine. And meanwhile... Off with his head. Yeah. In the real world, the kids are working to try to get their parents out. Right. And Daryl is using his skills to try to hack into the satellite system. So as soon as Roy is put down on the thing and the guillotine is ratcheted up, Daryl finally manages to break in and he starts talking and everyone in the show thinks it's the voice of God. (laughs) Then the time runs out and they've still lived, so... They actually made it. Yeah. So that should be the end, right? Spike. But stay tuned. Yeah. There's more. Spike is not willing to give up so easily. So he says it's a contractual issue. And he says because Roy was the only one on the contract, he's the only one he has to send home. So <laughs> he sends Roy home and he leaves <laughs> Helen there in an attempt to lure him back in. Spike takes Helen from the French Resolution and puts her into the Wild West and ties her to the railroad tracks with a big bunch of dynamite. Classic damsel in distress on the railroad track. Classic. Yeah. I was wondering because this movie came out in 92 and i wondered if they used any of the same sets from back to the future 3 which only came out two years before but i didn't see anything familiar Mm. the train looks familiar Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the same train but it looked familiar although this paint train has uh 666 painted on it (laughs) a great uh callback because obviously we're dealing with the devil oh and yeah so spike is not he's not the devil he is just his right his man but there was a reference to him being mephistopheles mephistopheles but i don't know if he's actually that character or if they were alluding to that or if he worked for him or something Mm. i'm not really not sure which i believe comes from dante's inferno i think Mm. i'm not 100 percent sure i thought that was interesting yeah so roy is actually back home with the kids helen is stuck in the wild west and spike is talking to him on a news program trying to entice him back in saying he's nothing but a coward he's gonna you know leave his wife to die roy goes back to go in he takes the remote with him right yeah so uh, roy shows up and he's dressed almost exactly like clint eastwood (laughs) like spaghetti western yeah total spaghetti western yeah so there's a showdown between him and Spike where Spike shoots him first because he can't get out from under a serape right. to, <laughs> to get his gun out. But of course, it doesn't kill Roy. It just it just hits him in the, where the remote in is. The remote. And so the yeah. remote is damaged. It's not destroyed. It's just... Yeah, but so, I mean, obviously, that was that's just a classic trope. I mean, happened in Back <laughs> to the Future. It happens... In, uh, they always have a bulletproof vest on under the serape, whatever. Like or, what was, Somebody had a Bible once, didn't they? Where it hit the Bible? Yeah. I forget Who what was movie that, that was. Yeah. And, or a book. It was yeah. a book or a Bible. Yeah, I remember that. Like a little... Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where it like, like stabbed him or something, but it was in the book. Right. Yeah. Yep. So gotcha. there's always something there. Or in, or in Lord of the Rings where like the troll stabs him, but he's got the <laughs> right. mithril on. So he's not, he's not all cut up. Anyway, so this movie, at this point, this movie kicks into high gear. Yeah. Like seriously high gear. We just start... Fast forward. We just start hitting channels. <laughs> so we hit... Star Trek, The Next Generation. This was amazing. Yeah. This is, I love the, all of this. Yeah. The the Star Trek was great. Hit the crash test dummies. Yeah. Roy became yeah. one of the dummies. And then uh, driving over Miss Daisy. 
Oh, that made me want to watch that movie. That's one of my favorite <laughs> no, movies. I love how he like looked out the window just like uh, yeah. Morgan Freeman does, <laughs> and he's smiled. got the. <laughs> but he ran over it three times. No, that was great. He's like, lady, watch out! <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And then little music. The, the, yeah, that was similar music. That was amazing. Yeah. And then we go into the strangest of all. We Roy goes into his own TV show with Three's Company. <laughs> with very meta yeah very meta but anyway that was that was great and he did a fourth wall break where he just screams at the tv (laughs) at the at the camera which is hilarious and then we're thrown into a castle scene like medieval times where they duel and spike has him on the ropes and the kids throw roy's fencing what is it called was it is it a fencer sword Sword? is it called a fencing sword yeah i guess it's a fencing sword (laughs) They throw it into the satellite, it gets zapped to him, and, and here we see Roy's pri- prowess as a fencer, and they fence off. So now, at this point, I'm thinking, this is this has got to be the climax, right? <laughs> nope. Nope. Now we go Not in. Not if salt and Peppa has anything to now say Now we go it. into the music video <laughs> on HTV. My gosh. He looks like Powerline from the Goofy movie. <laughs> I, yeah, he did. I think he was oh supposed to be God. Prince. Yeah, I think he was too. But, but it's yeah, still, I was like power line. And then Spike's there, and he he looks like Vanilla Ice. Yeah. And <laughs> this is sequenced. Uh, like, what is this sequence uh, doing? He, and he just, <laughs> can't even. Just Roy trying to dance in the video. Was it was hilarious. very entertaining. Like it was hilariously it was, it entertaining. Was pretty great. Yeah, it, it was pretty great. Like I HTV just TV instead of MTV. Yeah, for the Hell TV. I loved it. I love the whole thing. So we get Start Me Up, the music video. Yeah. Salt and Peppa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so finally, Roy is able to get the upper hand on Spike, and he zaps him out. We think maybe he's killed him. We don't know. And then he, he switches back over to Helen, who is still stuck in the Old West. <laughs> still strapped to the train. Still strapped to the train. And he realizes in order to get out of this, he has to turn the TV off, which is his mm. big thing. Right. That's his big, it's his big mm-hmm. trigger. So he finally turns it off. He learns his lesson and they are zapped back home. And then we find out that Spike was actually sent back to the medieval world where Crowley is and Crowley cuts him down from the thing and he gets <laughs> eaten by a dog or a wolf or something. <laughs> this movie had a ton of puns. All, a ton of puns. All the TV puns. shows that they referenced. Like if I had seen this movie in 1992... And I'd been my age now, I would have lost my mind because they just cover so many. Yeah, I think properties. two of my favorites were The Exorcist. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> where it was like exercise video with The Exorcist. Yep, yep. And then, yeah, Driving Over Miss Daisy, like mm-hmm. we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? Star Trek. That was a good one. That was a great one. Star Trek. That was great. And Murder She Likes. Murder She Likes. <laughs> it was fantastic. And the Golden Ghouls. The Golden Ghouls. We didn't get to see... I wish we had gotten to see the Golden Ghouls. That would have been a good one. We did not get to see that one. Yeah. The one that got me was Different Strokes. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys just having strokes. <laughs> like, my God. That's, uh, that was that was rough. I about died. And then the Facts of Life Support. Yeah. Fresh Prince of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh, no. The other one that really got me was Unmarried with Children. Yeah. That's <laughs> just hilarious. David Dukes of Hazard. Oh, ooh. Yeah. yeah no, it's cringy. That one's come back a little bit. <laughs> that, one, that one's come back around the old circle there. <laughs> maybe maybe not the best, best thing. Yeah, just some of these were... Satan's definitely got a lot of programming options. The Home Shoplifting Channel. 
just, they just go on forever. I just, I can't get enough. They're, these were hilarious. So that would be fun coming up with these. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think they, I think the writers' room literally just spitballed. They're like, "How many can we do?" Yeah. And they put every single one of them in here. Like it was yeah. insane. To me, this feels like one of those movies that you're you're switching through TV on like a Saturday afternoon happens to be on. Yeah. And you just kind of catch like it when you catch it. Right. And it's it's. I mean, there's so many references in it. Like, if you didn't grow up in the 80s and 90s, this movie means nothing oh, to you. right? I didn't think about that, but yeah. yeah. Like, it means nothing to you at all. It's complete. It's, yeah, it, it would be, a lot of it would be lost on you. Yeah. Because you'd have no idea. Yeah. The reference, your reference material. Right. I mean. Unless you're a hipster. Yeah. Cool hipster. Hipster, but I mean, <laughs> Gen Z, they got no clue. Sorry, Gen Z. What's going on here? Anyway. I, 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 oh, Beverly Hills 90666. <laughs> 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 That just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I could just, I, I honestly, I could watch like all these little vignettes of these shows. Yeah. I just. And Tim Burton was actually offered to direct this film, but he turned it down to do Batman Returns in 92. Uh, I think but that was. I could was see a, him doing this. I think that was a smart choice. But yeah, definitely a smart choice. But, but yeah, I, I, I could, could see that being a Burton. You know, if he had done this, it, oh my gosh. It would have been that much darker. It really would have. <laughs> it would have been a lot stranger. <laughs> And it was, it's, it's as strange as it is. I mean, it's obviously a comedy, but it's a very dark comedy. And then Dan Aykroyd, I think the producers wanted him to play Roy Nabel. Oh, really? Instead of John Ritter. That could have been. It could have been good, but yeah. I think John Ritter is perfect for this. Yeah, I think he was too. I, I do wish Helen had had a little bit more of her own agency. She really wasn't in control of her own story very much. She was in the beginning, but then she turned into the classic damsel. So that's, yeah. that's kind of. It's the 90s, so. But she was making more money than him, and yeah. she was the breadwinner. That is true. She said that her accomplishments, you know, yeah, that was one of their yeah. sources of tension in the beginning. Where right, he her was, accomplishments were. He was threatened. Yeah, by threatened, her. threatening to him. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that they did give her that. So. And she won the wrestling match. That's true. Smack she did. Down. And she got. I mean, she did a lot. She got she them out lot. of the out of the game yeah. show wrestling match. Got them out of Northern, Northern overexposure. But after that, she pulled her weight. Definitely. Yeah, she was kind of relegated. But yeah, I, I mean, what did what did you think of this movie overall? It was a fun watch. It oh, got yeah. especially like when it hit going from channel to channel, channel to channel. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. I think when it just picked up like that. Yeah. It was, that's when I think I really got into it. Yeah. I think if they hadn't done that, because I thought when we first started watching it, I thought, okay, maybe they'll go to like three or six or seven channels or so and that right, would be it. Right. But when they really like just lean into yeah. it and they just go boom, boom, I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Really taking the, the idea of this movie and going full steam, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And I like that they expand the different genres too. Yeah. Like, like the Western and the Chuck Jones cartoon. and. Mm-hmm. All the other ones they did medieval and they really covered their bases yeah i think they they covered pretty much everything They're, you'd be hard pressed to find something that they missed in the 80s and 90s and what do you think this is about reality tv so today? I was, yeah i was thinking about that as we were watching it I, because there something made me actually write that down i think it was i don't know it was something about when they got the new tv system and and helen was leaving i was thinking it's like a precursor to reality tv in some ways mm-hmm. i don't know if maybe that was spike watching from afar to see what was about to happen or what but yeah i thought you know today obviously you'd have to add in the reality tv element yeah and what did you think it says about that it made me think a lot about how everything all genres are kind of on reality tv today right 
a lot of it is. Do you think this, um, how do you think this compares to something like The Truman Show, where his life really is a TV show? It's a totally different take. Truman wasn't in on it the whole time, whereas the Nables had a little bit more of a heads up on what was going on in their game show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting idea, though. Yeah. It, it's two different, I guess it's looking at kind of a similar concept in two different ways. Yeah. But, but there's always a, a watcher. Exactly. Who yes. Is getting entertainment from right. the pain and the emotions of the person right. on the channel. And in this case, it was the devil. Yeah. <laughs> who's getting his entertainment from the pain of humanity. Yep. Which I guess is what we do when we watch reality TV. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a hell we didn't sign up for. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Take from that what you will. So would you keep this one or return it? I mean, you got Salt and Peppa, Chuck Jones, John Ritter, Pam Dauber, 90s TV, what's not to like? I'd keep it. What about you? It's keeping for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I could I could watch this probably six times, maybe 666 times. You're a stay tuned fan. Yeah. Well, I just because I think there's so much to unpack here and you could kind of <laughs> just see, just watch all the little vignettes just for, you know, I'm sure there's stuff that, that I missed. And it's not a long movie either. It's only 88 minutes long. If I had seen this when I was younger, this would be one that I think I would keep in my library and, and watch as like a comfort movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, this is, a, this is a keeper for me. Nice. All right. Well, anything else that you want to add? I would just like to put out there that I would watch Murder, She Likes. <laughs> <laughs> if someone could make that happen, that'd be great. Yeah. I'd Angel watch that. Angel Lansbury. I'd be, all over, show. I'd be all over that. <laughs> yeah. I'd also like to say, so uh, looking at the back of the box, they, they show salt and pepper right on there. So kind of know what you're getting. But I'm glad we didn't look at that because that was yeah, such a surprise. That was a great moment. Like the whole thing, <laughs> the whole movie was just a kind of a, a, a joyful surprise from yeah. start to finish. And I still think I might go watch Driving Miss Daisy now. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch that. <laughs> sweet and just hopefully he doesn't drive over (laughs) right all right well thanks for joining us on this episode of blockbuster nights yes and stay tuned yeah for next time all right everybody we'll be kind and rewind we'll see you next time